All right, good morning. Good morning. Uh, welcome to Stanley Park Church Online. If you are gathered with us for our online service before this, we had some technical, technical, it's even hard to say, difficulties, but we got that sorted out. We, uh, yeah, just trying to do this uh, digital age thing, and every now and then technology changes and privacy things pop up where then you can't share things. So we're, we're in it. Um, <laughs> And if you're just coming for this part, we do have a digital service that we'd love for you to continue to join us in. Uh, there's a link in our email that we send out. And if you don't get our email, there's ways to get that. There's a link right below this video and how to sign up for that. So it's so good to have you here, whether you've been around for a while or this first time joining us at Stanley Park Church. It's awesome to have you. Wish we could meet you in person, but as you've heard, there's a pandemic, so we can't. Uh, we are in the middle of a series. It is called Move Forward. We're looking at the book of Acts, and we're trying to jump in on the story and identify how does something from a chaotic moment, the death and then resurrection of Jesus, uh, transcend so much time to create a community that we are now all a part of, where we get to know God, we get to walk with God, we get to love one another and serve the world. And so we are now finding ourselves in Acts 4, sorry, 3, Acts 3, and we are looking at what is going on just after the Holy Spirit has come and after the church has been established. That's kind of the, the area that we are going from. And we are looking at as you are going. That's today's topic. So if uh, you join me in prayer, I'm going to pray over this time and ask God to meet you in your living room or kitchen or deck. It's beautiful if you're out on the deck. You know, put a, put a thumbs up on the comment section because that's a good thing to brag about. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for allowing us to continue to gather in a digital age where we can share your message, where we can reflect, we can communicate, and we can connect. Lord, we ask that you uh, remove the barriers in our lives for these next 30 minutes so that we can hear you. Lord, we ask that you speak into each one of our hearts and our lives and our minds. Lord, we want to know you. We don't want to just hear words from myself or John. We want to hear your word. So come into each one of our rooms. We invite you. And may we glorify you as we do this. Amen. 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 Well, let me start off by the first chunk of Acts chapter 3. Here's a story where Peter and John, who are uh, they're heading off to a prayer meeting in the temple, and uh, this is what happened while they were doing that. And uh, so I'll start and read the story, then talk about our theme. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Mm -hmm. Now, we, um, 
I want to jump off this story, and then we'll read a little bit further in the passage later on as well. Uh, and I, I want to talk about, um, well, I call this the as-you-go life. Uh, later on in the book of Acts, we're going to see uh, people being sent off as missionaries and going out and uh, pretty organized preaching tours. And they, they, you could see in the background, they had sort of a strategy how to reach out. But this is before that. Yeah. What happened here is Peter and John, they, they weren't planning on having an outreach event. They were just going to pr- the prayer meeting like they always do. Uh, and it was as they were going that uh, this event took place. And I'd like to suggest that this, as you are going, attentiveness to what God is up to is the building block that sort of, what, the, maybe a better word, is the engine that kind of drove the energy of the, of the church. We, we see the church going forward, move forward, um, and, but what drove it forward was this as-you-go kind of life. Mm-hmm. You want to jump in there at all? Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one where we're, a lot of us are sitting in our house and the, the going is from our living room to the fridge or from the, our to the fridge. Like that's as we are going, right? But the idea of every little bit that we are doing, as, whether it's to the fridge or around a block to the grocery store, that, that in that area could be the, the sacred ground. Um, in the Old Testament, there's this, Moses comes to this burning bush and you know, we're not all going to have a burning bush moment. But in that spot, he's surprised to find that this is a sacred ground. And God continually does that throughout Scripture, is surprise us where the spots he shows up, the spots that he's claiming as his, and the opportunities that we get to engage with him and with those around us. And so it's not just the planned mission trip that we didn't get to have this past year, and it's not just the planned worship service that we didn't get to have this year. <laughs> it's, it's not all these plans that we have of kingdom expansion. It's the life connected to Jesus, the life that the Spirit speaks to. And you can be so surprised where you're walking into a worship gathering, you're walking into Zares, you're walking into you know, the, the woods by your house. And God has a moment uh, to show you his, his greatness, but also to show it to the people around. Okay, let, I, let me just jump off yeah. of that and, and go, to, we have sort of a, a series of ideas around this as you go living. Uh, one of the things that's really obvious when you read this story mm-hmm. is this story reads just like one of the stories mm-hmm. about Jesus' ministry uh, in the Gospels. And uh, so, we, and again, the, the big pieces are, you see Jesus going around helping people. And as he helped people, mm-hmm. Amazing things happened, and that drew people's attention. And so at the, someone being blessed and then good coming out mm-hmm. of it is kind of the, a pattern that Jesus, uh, yeah. and I know you had a, a couple of thoughts about that. Yeah, uh, so that us as a community, we, we are talking about what does it really look like to be disciple makers, and it's to be growing people in the knowledge, likeness, and lifestyle. So we, we are doing some knowledge Wait, stuff here. Of Jesus. Of Jesus, yes, thank you. I left that part out. It's so good easier. So we're doing some of this knowledge stuff, but it's that the likeness and lifestyle, so the character and the, the modes and the ways that Jesus moves. A lot of us would say, man, it'd be just so good if Jesus was around these days. Well, you know, we're, we're kind of supposed to be like him. It, it's, it's that we should be filled by the Spirit and guided by the Spirit so that people aren't like, man, I really wish Jesus was around. It's like, man, I'm glad that Jesus is showing up in you. Yeah. So that's, that's our, our heart and our desire, and that's what we see in this passage, is that they're doing the Jesus stuff, not because Jesus is there, 
but because they have grown in a relationship that's it comes natural yeah 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 cool yeah cool cool let, let me keep jumping ahead because we we got a lot so um here's something that struck me about this passage so peter and john are walking along uh, and it says, and the way it reads, it seems like they both kind of had the same idea at the same time. So mm-hmm. they're walking along, and they they look at this guy, they see it. There's probably lots of people begging outside yeah. the temple. That's uh, where the like, money is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why this guy? And yeah. um, so... So it seems to me there's kind of two things that are happening in this, what I'm going to call uh, this as-you-go life, is people are being led by the Spirit. So there was a prompting, Mm -hmm. but it was also being led by the Spirit in community. They were yeah. they were together. I, I'm just I've, I don't know. I just love uh, these stories. We've we've if you've been following with us this last couple of months, um, that we've actually had a number of stories where Peter and John were together. And you see, rather often, uh, John seems to be the sensitive, thoughtful one, and Peter, <laughs> and Peter <laughs> seems to be the one who dives in and takes action. And together, they make this really, really awesome team. Um, and so this idea of we're maybe not necessarily setting out to do something, although sometimes we do, yeah. but, but we're, we're sensitive, we're open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, and that, um, and that but even in that, we mm-hmm. need each other and we do it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I see that happening here, but I think that's also really, really important for everything we do. So you can maybe jump in on that. Yeah, the, the biggest challenge to us as church today is not that we don't gather. It's that we now need to figure out the ways that we can be in connection with one another. Um, the, the journey for an individual in, in, our, in our spiritual practices is good. Um, you know, personal devotion, prayer, uh, spending time just listening to worship music and, and connecting with God. But if we are doing this in isolation, which is what we seem to be having to do, and not connecting with one another, we are we're missing out on what, what God is doing. There's, there's this connectiveness, this, this full body experience, not just you as a body jumping into an you know, ice bath or whatever you experience, but us as a full body, you at home with everybody else that are in their homes and us here, that we together make up the church, that we together have gifts, skills, and abilities that not only complement, but also help reduce some of our... our uh, you know, the, the, the harder edges of ourselves where being a passionate person, you may not think everything through or being a thoughtful person, you may never do anything. And as we're in relation, we're, we're encouraged, uh, sharpened to, to live out a, a much fuller picture of what the kingdom is. And so that's one of the beautiful things about the way that they were walking with each other is that one, one is even taking notes, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the other thing that's, I, I think, really significant about this um, this didn't require like a tremendous amount of skill on their no. part. What it did require, though, was like an openness, uh, an attentiveness. And so, again, it looked like they were just kind of, they're heading to prayer meeting at 3 o'clock, <laughs> and they have a prayer meeting at the temple. And, and on the way there, both of them saw this guy and knew God wanted to do something. It, it was a, there's, an, there's an open, attentiveness to the promptings of the Spirit. Um, I, don't, I don't know 
if everyone's the same as me, probably not, uh, hopefully. <laughs> but, but sometimes my mind is so full of my plans, my agendas, the things I've got, you know, yeah. that, that there might be just really valuable moments we miss. And for some of us, this, a lot of our plans and agendas just have been knocked out recently. Yeah. And this is probably a great time to cultivate that kind of openness and just say, Lord, what do you, what do you want to do today? Here in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and who knows what will come up? It's toast today. Thank you, God. Yeah. No, we, we, we often, uh, John was saying earlier uh, today, that we like to put our boxes together. And, you know, this is this, this is that. And one of the pandemic has, you know, put all our boxes together and ruined them, which sucks. But in this time, as we reorganize and regroup our lives, we, we could thoughtfully look at what does it look like to maybe mix some of my, my Sunday morning experience in with work? Not just sending you out there to all of a sudden start reading scripture to everybody. If that's what God says, do okay. But what does it look like for you to be a faithful follower of Jesus in your work? Or if you're leading a kid's sports team, what does it look like? It's not just, you know, I'm doing this because I need to, you know, proselytize this thing. No, it's what does it look like to be a Jesus follower as you lead kids to learn soccer? Like taking time to reflect on what God might be doing with all the boxes that we once had organized and how he wants to be a part of every little bit of it. Hmm. Let, let me jump ahead yeah, to the ahead. next category here, because and I think that jumps off of that yeah. really easily. Um, so uh, one of the most memorable parts of this story mm-hmm. is uh, Peter's great line, where he, he says, like, tell you what, um, this guy's begging for money. He says, I don't have any money, uh, uh, but what I do have... I give to you, and he reaches down and yeah. pulls him up, and, and he uh, does this amazing miracle of healing, and the guy gets healed. Um, now, when I, when I, th- th- this week when I started looking at this passage, I, my first thought when I looked at that was that, you know, back in his day, he had no money, but he had yeah. spiritual power to raise this guy up. Uh, and, I, and my thought, my first thought was, boy, have we ever changed places now? Now we actually probably most of us have at least some money, yeah. uh, but but many would say we we don't have that power. That they, and so and there's a point to that where we could say maybe mm-hmm. the church needs to be empowered in a greater way, and may it be so. Yeah. But as I pondered this more, I thought actually the point was. And this is exactly what Peter said. He, he, he actually did have something, mm-hmm. and, and God didn't call on him to do something he didn't know what to do. He'd actually been trained by Jesus. So he, he, like Jesus sent him out on all kinds of missions. Uh, he, he had done this. And so what he was doing was what he had. Um, and I'm, I'm just this idea of we've all got something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, in Peter's case, it, a lot of it came from his life experience. A lot of it came from his life experience with God. Yeah. Uh, it came from his, his growth. And that this idea that here we are, all of us with something in our hand, and that what, what Jesus called Peter to do uh, was simply to do what he could do yeah. in that situation. And that maybe there's all, you know, the analogy is for us, what can, what can we do? So yeah. anyhow... Yeah, last week we looked at the, and you probably got an email from Linda, uh, Eat, Pray, Love. It, it's, it's trying to take that idea of how do we just engage with what we can. And one of the conversations we were in earlier this week is, well, what if I don't like make bread? Like I'm not a great bread maker. And the thing is, learn. No, where 
what can you do? Uh, I make Rice Krispies. I make good Rice Krispies. The trick is, is to put a little extra marshmallows in it. <laughs> That's the way you make good Rice Krispies. If you want my secret recipe, I will take a picture of the back of the Rice Krispie box and send it to you. <laughs> it's that simple. But the other idea is, you know, say you don't even want to touch Rice Krispies. What, what in your box of life, you know, shake it up and say, like, this is something I can do. And maybe it's you're a small engine worker. You, you know how to fix things. And so maybe instead of eat, it's, it's repair, pray, love. Like just finding that thing that you are empowered to do and finding a way to ask God to use it. Say, hey, like I, I'm really good at raking grass. God, will you use that for your kingdom? Yeah. And I, I don't know, I'm sure you're hearing similar stories than yeah. I am. Uh, both folks here, part of our church family, and folks all over the place, yeah. in the middle of a very, very unusual situation, finding all kinds of different ways to help people around mm -hmm. them. Like the, the possibilities are pretty much endless. Mm -hmm. um, the heart, if the heart's there, yeah. there's a way to get it out. And that's, that's, that's what's like, this is the energy of the early church mm -hmm. is they had this connection with Jesus and it was living a life of expectancy and bringing what they had and uh, finding a way to use it to bless people. Yeah, like not all of us are going to make a lame person walk. It'd be cool if we do, but there's a story uh, earlier with Jesus where they're needing to feed 5,000 and they're like, oh, like, we, let's send these people out. We don't even have the money for this part. And he's like, well, like, what do we have? And he's like, oh, this kid's lunch. You know, grab it from the kid. He's got fish, little fish here. You know? And, you know, those little fish things is God has been using the little things that we have. And if you are sitting here this morning saying, like, I have even less than fish this morning, <laughs> ask God to speak to you on that. Um, one, we want to be encouraging you in your gifts, skills, and abilities as a church, as brothers and sisters in your life is that you have far more in your life and your skill set as gifts to you than fish. And so how can God be using you? How can God encourage you to step into the abilities that he has given you for, yes, this church, but also for the world? We are all here to be conduits of God's love. Yeah. And so you got far more than fish, and we'd love to see God empowering you to live out. Yeah, It's interesting. Um, what Peter had came from his mm -hmm. experience with Jesus. Yeah. Um, and I, again and again, I have found myself in situations with people who were able to say something, to share something, to do something, to encourage someone because of their personal journey mm -hmm. with the Lord, which, which is a nice link to the next point that nice. I, I, uh, we want to share. Um, so Peter... Uh, Peter saw this miracle happen, and that became an opportunity to share. Yes. And so, so uh, listen to the beginning of his, his uh, impromptu sermon that he shared. This is just reading on. I'm going to read verse 11 through to 16. Uh, While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, fellow Israelites... Why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. 
You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Now, there's lots of interesting details about yeah. that story, uh, about Peter's sermon. And one, like, obviously, he is like, you know, it's not us. We can't do this. I can't do this. Nope. This is about Jesus. Um, and, uh, but, and he uses a word that I, is really, really important in the book of Acts. And I think it's important for this whole idea of the as-you-go life. And uh, the word is witness. The, this word is used in the book of Acts in a way it's hardly ever used earlier than that in the story of the Bible. So that, that right there is really significant. And the, the early believers were the ones who, they actually saw Jesus raised from the dead. That was the mark of the, and that changed them. Like this totally, utterly changed them. And their job, and you can see their job here, wasn't so much like, I mean, sure, Jesus trained them. They had some skills. They learned some things. But their primary task was they were the ones who announced what they had seen. And so when we talk about this as-you-go way of life, I know there's lots of folks that say, you know what, I'm just, I'm not a good speaker. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, hand, I don't like to go out with people. I don't, whatever, whatever, whatever. There's just a whole lot. And, and the, the main criteria for these guys wasn't, their skills, mm-hmm. although, you know, the, the Jesus did work with them, use what they had. But the main thing was that they had seen Jesus. They had their, and, mm-hmm. and it, it was their life experience that they shared out of. And I, mm-hmm. I know you got some thoughts on that. Always thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like the, the word witness, we, we toss it around. And a lot of us in our, our culture now don't really think of witnessing as, it's either, you know, you go out there and you yell a whole bunch of stuff and I'm witnessing for Jesus. Or it's the other part where, in, even in our church settings nowadays, it's become more and more, you know, I watch. You know, I've, oh yeah, I witnessed, I witnessed church this morning. You're sitting here witnessing us talk and that it becomes a far less active thing. And so this way, way out there thing and this, you know, I don't have to do anything is, is the, the spot where we, we really get to live, where, you know, we, we witnessed so we saw God do. Like we didn't have the the ability to make God love us. We didn't have the ability to make God bring us to life. We didn't have that ability. And so in that sense, we witnessed. We were a passive in it. But now from that moment, we get to share, we get to say, yeah, like this this life that I'm living, I, I now testify, I witness to that. And that is is such a, a powerful thing, uh, w- which in this text we saw the beggar is now jumping around, bouncing around, and, and like the witness, they're all witnessing his witness of what God has just done here. It, it's not like, oh man, this guy just rushed in all these doors and kicking down things. I need to tell you about this stuff. It's just, he's just so excited. And one of the things that we want to kind of share with you this morning is uh, a bigger picture that happens in this text. That beggar, this is like the, the story of what we get to be a part of. That beggar was found at the gates of the temple. He was a guy that was previously excluded from belonging. He was not allowed to be in with the religious. He wasn't allowed to be in and amongst even the Gentiles. He's outside. He's at the gate door. And he's there just looking for scraps from the religious. 
And the religious were good. They, they gave him some scraps. That's why he's been coming here for so many years. They know him. Oh, yeah, isn't that the beggar at the door? Yeah. And here we see what, what Christ really wants to be doing with us. He doesn't want us to just grab the beggar after we heal him and drag him in front of everybody and say, look at this guy. But what he wants is for us to be ones that move with compassion and love and to do what we can. And it's amazing how out of that came excitement. And out of the receiving of the, the most beautiful thing that guy had experienced was, I can now walk. And then from there, he walks with them through the court of the Gentiles, through the court of the women, in towards a spot he would never have been accepted before. And that is what the, the gospel is about. That's what Acts really is, is finding ways to bring those that were left out, those that are the ones that can't quite get in or belong, and bringing them good news to meet tangible and physical needs, but also spiritual ones as well. And from there, allowing them to be excited. It can be awkward to, to have reached out to somebody and now see them bouncing around. You're like, all right, cool it a little bit here. You're, you're, you're embarrassing them in front of my friends. But to allow them to come with you for that part of the journey, further in towards the sacred space, Jesus, and allowing them to have a spot in and amongst our community, but a broader community as well. And so that, that's one of the big pictures that actually fits right here in this little moment of a beggar who was found at the gate, now has become restored and a part of a community and excited about it. Yeah. And, and I think many of us have seen someone, or maybe quite a few people, who feel that their life has been utterly transformed mm -hmm. because of their connection to Jesus. And they talk about it. And it's very, very compelling, very, very mm -hmm. engaging, uh, because it's, they experienced it. And uh, yeah, 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 very cool, very cool. I think we got, I got one more thing I want to Let's share. Let's do it. Let's get in there. Yeah, I, I, there, I, I love this part. Uh, right at, this is just a, one more little snapshot out of Peter's sermon. You can read the rest of the whole sermon, but let me read verses 19 to 21, which is sort of a, a nice little summary of what Peter is offering to people. He says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and that times of refreshing may come from the Lord and that he may send the Messiah who's been appointed for you, even Jesus. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. There are, uh, I, I, there's a timeline in here that I think is just uh, beautiful. He talks about Come to, you know, come to Jesus, repent, believe. Those are the words that are used over and over again throughout the whole rest of the book of Acts as, as sermons are preached. Uh, and then here's what will happen. Uh, number one, your sins will be forgiven. Number two, there will be times of refreshing. Mm -hmm. And then number three, ultimately, somewhere down the way, uh, God is going to restore everything. I love that language, restore everything. And so... Where we live now is we're kind of in between the, the sins have been forgiven and the, uh, but not yet is everything restored. How, mm -hmm. you, we can just look around. You our guys world, aren't sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> our, our world is crazy. Our world is broken in all yeah. kinds of ways. But in the middle of this wait until the final fixing of everything, there are beautiful times of refreshing. And this, this is linked up, I think, with the language about the Holy Spirit all the time. Yeah. That we are able to be... So 
It's not just a legal arrangement where we get our sins forgiven, although thank God for that. Uh, it's also a rejuvenating, a refreshing, and mm-hmm. a, a giving of life in the middle of all that goes on. And um, you know, I, I'm, and I'll just sort of close this off and turn it over to you here. But the uh, would want to say um, what we can all do and what we all need right now mm-hmm. is to receive this beautiful, refreshing because of the presence of the Spirit of God. With that energy, to live an as-you-go kind of life where we're attentive and open and trusting that same spirit who refreshes us to prompt us mm-hmm. uh, in ways that we can take what we've got, share with others, and see Jesus glorified. Mm-hmm. I'll, leave, I'll leave you to finish yeah, her off there then, Absolutely. Brett. So yeah, sitting where you are today, um, you may have been around church for a long time, and you know, this, this refreshing thing isn't isn't your experience. Um, one, sorry. Like we, we as a community want to be ever-growing in a refreshing ability for one another. And so, I, yeah, I want to apologize as a community to you. Um, if, if you are in that spot, I encourage you to pray and even reach out. Like let, let us be a community that meets you as you need to be refreshed today. Um, if you are joining us and you aren't quite you know, Team Jesus, you're just looking at it, you're not quite sure, I encourage you to, to spend some more time listening, to listen to us, to reach out, to you know, Google other things about Jesus. Just continue to lean into that because the refreshing part there of knowing Jesus is far, far greater than this quest of what do I do with life? What does this mean? And so if that's where you are, uh, may God meet you today. May he be with you. And if you are on board, refreshed, and ready to go, There is so much that we can be engaging with uh, as we are going out our door, as we are going to our computer. There's many, many opportunities because God is willing to speak to us, guide us, and encourage us to be uh, ambassadors, part of his kingdom, and bringing the love, peace, restoration, recovery, food, you know, repairs, raked grass, whatever it is. There's so many options, not just for us to think of, but for us to be present to God as he guides us. And so those are kind of some tangible spots where you might find yourself, and we really hope that God is meeting you today, but also during this time of isolation, that he wants to love you, speak to you, and connect with you. So that's, that's our message, and as you know, if you've been around, it's time for coffee hour. And the saying goes, you know, throw on some hot water, make some tea, make some coffee, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Uh, call, text, or email somebody. But we have something new here. What's that? Yeah, we do. We have something new here as well. Uh, this community is ever trying to find ways to connect uh, with you. And so we have some bright brains that came up with an idea of, what if we have a Zoom gathering right after this message? And so that's happening. Uh, If you got our email earlier, there's a link in that. If you don't get our emails, this is the part where we shame. No, Uh, (laughs) you know, fill out, there's a link. We'll get you the emails in the future. Uh, Sign up for our email list. But Linda is on our um, chat board and just say, hey, Linda, I would like to get it. Either she'll message you or you find her, message her, ask for the link. We're trying to be smart about Zoom because there has been issues you may have heard. Uh, But we would love for you to join us for the next half hour or so on Zoom just to say hi, see your beautiful face, find out whether or not you decided to actually get dressed or if you're wearing your like jammies. Uh, If you didn't see the email early enough, I'm sorry. But yeah, we'd absolutely love to continue to connect with you and with each other. So thank you for coming this morning. We hope to see you on Zoom. 
And uh, yeah, the sun's still out, so let's have a great day. All right, amen.